Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. Speaks is a native New Yorker and performing artist that wears many hats. She is the founder and artistic director of Speak Theater Productions, as well as In Search of My Own Gardens, a block space devoted to the discovery of self and black queer identity. She is currently a teaching artist with Inside Broadway and finished an education internship with Trinity Repertory Company, where she was lucky enough to perform with the Brown Trinity MFA Acting Program. Catherine holds a BA in Theater and Dance Studies and Africana Studies from Wheaton College, Brown University. Join me now on my conversation with Catherine Speaks as we discuss astrology, finding your purpose, making space, those moments when creativity hits you, and so much more. And thanks for listening to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. And today I'm joined by Catherine Speaks. They are. Hey there. Let me tell you something. (laughs) This multidisciplinary artist cannot be contained. I don't even know how to put them in a box. They are Brooklyn based. (laughs) And I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be on the show. I'm so thankful for. You asking me to be here, yay! This this is a blast. So tell our listeners a little bit about, or a lot of bit about, who Catherine Speaks is on this planet. Sure. Oh my goodness. Um. Well, hello, listeners. Uh, my name is Catherine Speaks. I am a singer, songwriter, blogger, podcaster, multidisciplinary artist. Um. Currently working on reviving my theater company and hopefully going back to grad school. So that's like short clip of like what I'm doing with my life right now. Um, delving a little bit more deeply, um, I so my blog is called In Search of My Own Gardens. It is geared toward black and brown women and queer folk and folks who love differently. Maybe you don't put yourself under the umbrella of queer and that's fine. Maybe you don't put yourself under an umbrella of any kind of way that you love and that's fine. Um, and I do my best, I think, to hold space for those people, um, as well as myself. I am currently the host of a podcast as well. Yeah. Um, Tell them about it. It's called In Search of My Own Gardens as well. Um, And I talk to many artists as well as have episodes by myself. We are located on SoundCloud right now. If you'd like to check us out, please do so. I, my blog is also In Search of My Own Gardens podcast. Yeah, In Search of My Own Gardens. I said that. Um, and right now, I am working on a play that I've been writing for 
a long, long, long time. Andre was actually in the first wave of uh, reading that I did a few months I was ago. Honored to be in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. So, <laughs> so magnificent. Um, so this summer, I'm working on bringing that alive. Um, and if you are an artist out there and you have a skill, um, such as I'm looking for costuming people, I'm looking for some actors, um, hit me up at damalispeaks at gmail.com, D-A-M-A-L-I speaks at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to find a way to work with you. Um, and the play is about being brown and queer and black, um, brown specifically Native American, and um, figuring it out and being an artist. Um, and there's three main characters, two kind of sub-characters, uh, and I'm excited. And yeah, this summer, it's gonna, we're going to do a, a, a workshop. I'm calling it a workshop. Coming um, to a theater near you this summer, theater near you. 2018. <laughs> this summer, 2018, yes. That's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, doing a lot of writing, um, doing a lot of edits, uh, being really, really in tune to like, my friend who is also uh, a friend of mine who is also a producer of mine and just like constantly talking about it, constantly working. Um, and it feels really good. I'm going to take a moment now to let our listeners hear a piece of your Ooh. In Search of My Own Gardens podcast. And then when we come wow. back, I want to talk to you about your creative process. How's that sound? Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about how we leave black women out of the conversation. And that I feel like can go in a variety of ways, which I wanted it to go in. I didn't want to be like... So how do we leave black women out of the queer conversation? How do we leave black women? Like, I really just wanted to sit and talk with another black woman who also just happens to be a wonderful friend of mine. And we're both really passionate in social justice and racial justice, inequality and equity. Um, And just be like, how do we get left out of the conversation sometimes? And how do we deal with that in our dealing with trauma? Um, So, yeah, just like. How have you personally felt that you may have been left out of the conversation? Or not even may have been, but you were left out of the conversation. (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about this earlier today, and the the first thing that kind of popped up for me was, like, how are we not left out of the conversation, Mm. right? Like, Mm. our our erasure and our exclusion as black women is kind of, like, the default modality Mm. in, like, the world, right? Like, just, like, misogynoir and and patriarchy um, make it such that, like, people just, the assumption is that black women are going to be excluded. And so... Okay, In Search of My Own Gardens podcast, available where again? Yes, on SoundCloud, at Garden Podcast. Cool. So tell me about your creative process as you're writing your shows, as you're doing that wonderful podcast that we just heard, as you're like allowing creative energy just to flow out of every pore of you, like how do you get yourself into the zone? Ooh, um, you know, I don't know that I have a specific zone. I think it kind of just like the art kind of just hits me. Um, Mm. I always carry around a notebook. Um, I'm always ready to record a voice memo if I need it, uh, where the moment just hits me and I'm like, Oh, gotta, gotta think about that. Gotta elaborate on that. Uh, So you're always ready for that moment of inspiration. Yeah. I'm always kind of just ready for it or I try to be to the best of my ability. Um, 
the other day I was like sitting, I have a day job, y'all, and I was sitting at my job, at my desk, and um, I just started humming something, and I was like, oh, this is good. But then I couldn't like pull out my phone, and I was like, crap, I'm probably going to forget this later. Um, Tell me that you didn't forget it. You didn't forget it. I did. Oh, I did no. It. But it's okay. It'll come back. It'll, it'll, come, it'll back. come back. There it'll are times... <laughs> There are times when I will get like a like a snippet of a of a melody line right when I'm in that waking mm, state between yep. dream and he, like here and yep. there, yep. and I and I reach out to kind of try to pull it back in, um, <laughs> and I'm like, no, why yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, luckily with my podcast, I just have some really amazing artist friends. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of them I've just had to text and be like, Hey, are you interested in coming on the podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, do you want to talk about this? And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so sometimes I'll like write out some questions for them, uh, and I'll send them to them and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I like this. or let's speak this. Sometimes they'll just be like, nah, just let's just talk. Let's just have a conversation. Yeah, uh, so it really does range from person to person. And I'm, my artistic process is so very loose that uh, I come from a devising background in theater, if y'all know what that is. Um, no, could you tell so, our listeners about what that means? Yeah, uh, so devising work, it kind of began, or I don't really want to say began, but like it kind of got the ball rolling with Anne Bogart, uh, this woman who kind of just noticed that theater was kind of like a soup, and you like had certain ingredients, and like you can make a piece that way. And I started training in that way when I went to Brown, in 2010, I graduated high school, and I started okay. training in that in, like, 2013-ish, um, 2012, 2013-ish. Um, and I just really liked the way of, like, creating loose art, but that also had an element of dance in it, but that also had, like, really strong, firm bases and movement. And everybody does devising differently. So it's not necessarily, you know, one way to do devising. It's just kind of how you want to explore movement and want to explore space. And for me, it all begins in ritual because I'm a black Native person. Um, And so it always comes back to what is ritual and what is ceremony. Mm. Um, Tell me a little bit more about what it means for you to be a black and Native person in the arts. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Um, Hmm. Um, I think it means that I'm constantly discovering um, my ancestors. I'm constantly discovering and communing with uh, the moment and with myself and checking in with the earth, really incorporating a lot of the earth into my work, really incorporating a lot of ceremony into my work. Hmm? Sorry to interrupt. Um, uh, Could you tell the listeners, because I think this is incredible about you, um, because it's your story and your journey and your, and your lineage. Tell them about your makeup. Oh, like my, like my, like what, like my, like, like you said black and native. So what does that mean to a listener? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so my people are, um, and I'm still working with, uh, some genealogists to discover just exactly um, where my background specifically is, like tribal identities and such. Um, But my people are Black from the South and Native American from varying tribes. Um, Some Salagi, which you all might know as Cherokee. Uh, Some Mohawk from upstate New York, which you all might know as Kanyankahaka or might not know. still working on figuring out where the uh, link is with my uh, Wampanoag ancestry, so I don't really like to claim it 
outwardly and openly because I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, right. yeah, that's kind of my background. Um, and so, this... and my my dad's people are like black, like uh, South Carolina Geechee. So like, like really, really like African grits influence. and cornbread, yeah. black. Yes, yes, honey. Like blackity yeah. black, black, black. Like blackity black, 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 black. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And so all of this beauty of your native ancestry and black ancestry gets uh, called out of you by the ancestors. And then it shows up for you on various stages, podcasts and other platforms. When did you know that you were being called by this artistic pull? Oh my God. Um, Oh boy. Uh, Probably as a child, I've just always, like, uh, I really do believe that I'm descended from medicine people because the people in my family are just, we're just in tune in, in a different way. We're listening yeah. to a different vibration. And as a child, I was always singing. I was always moving. I was always playing in the dirt. I was always talking to the ancestors. I was always, like, my mom would say, I didn't have imaginary friends, but I did talk to my ancestors. So my mom would say, who are you talking to today? And I would say, aunt so-and-so. She would say, who? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, she died before. And I would give her, like, actual, like, um, information on who I was talking to. Uh, I mean, did that information like, fact oh. check? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, it always fact checked, yeah. Um, That's really cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always have tea with my ancestors in the morning. I'm always um, living in a different realm, but also in this one as well. So. Uh, did you feel yeah. lots of love from the ancestors? Always, always. I mean, people are, uh, our ancestors are very much in death like they were in life so i mean they're complicated human beings and complicated spirits and sometimes what they want isn't always clear but um but there's always love there especially Uh, if you're talking to your specific ancestors i think can i just take a moment because i i know that and i hope this is okay to share um I know that my part is, and, and maybe you will as well, um, in a spirit of vulnerability. I lost my aunt and uh, great uh, uh, godmother yesterday mm. at 9.30 in the morning. And mm. something that you just said about them being as loving and as present and as true as when they were physically focused really, really spoke to me. And mm-hmm. I just want to thank my Aunt Teeny. Mm-hmm. Hi, Aunt Teeny. I want to thank her for the gifts that she gave, um, mm-hmm. the fact that she believed in me. Um, not to derail your story, but what you said about ancestors no, really, no, really beautiful. struck deep. Um you know, I'm I'm an entertainer and singer, and it hit me yesterday when I got news that Aunt Tini had passed, that she used to take me to church with her. She was a big Bible thumper, and she used to take me to church <laughs> with her. And then after church, we'd go to Wendy's to grab some lunch. It was my favorite place to eat. I'd always get like a double stack mm. with some fries, you know. <laughs> um, and then for, I'm not sure if it was for a birthday or for Christmas, but she bought me one of those karaoke machines that had the two plugs in the front that you could plug a microphone into. Mm. And it would play cassettes because I'm a upper cusp millennial. And I would put <laughs> in these backing tracks and I would go with her two or three Sunday afternoons of, of a month and sing in nursing homes and convalescent centers mm. um, in Richmond, Virginia. And she instilled in me this 
idea that you give your gifts back to people. Um, you yeah. use your gifts to uplift those who may be sick and shut in, those who can't get out and about, those who may not encounter your joy in other ways. We take joy to them. And she gave me a lot of my first audiences. Um, you look, you know, mm. now a lot of the music that I do is is more secular and not, you know, religious based. But she gave me my first audiences and then gave me the tools I needed and the love I needed in order to step out um, into my current artistry. And so I just want to thank Aunt Tini on this podcast for that mm. gift and that love that is never ending. Mm. Um, and I know that you recently um, had someone also go over and I don't, did that person, how did that person bounce off of your energy while they were physically focused? Yeah. 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 Uh, first I'd like to say just, uh, welcome Aunt Tini to the ancestors. Um, and I will make sure to smudge for her tonight, uh, and welcome mm. her. But, um, yeah. So my, uh, uncle just passed a few days ago and, um, he was really, really close to my mom. They were like siblings and um, I haven't really, I didn't really have a chance to spend that much time with him. I, the one memory that I have of him, or the few memories that I have of him as a child was he actually taught me how to swim. Um, oh. So I remember we went down, he lived in Tampa, Florida and we went down to Florida and uh, he said, hey Brent, did you like to swim? And my mom said, sure. And so he, my mom put this, like, you know, the little bubble on me, and she literally threw me in the water, and he caught me. And I just remember feeling so safe um, and so loved and so happy. Um, and so, like, through my teen years, I definitely have memories of him um, just being that same wonderfully safe uh, person that I could really go to. It's not because I wasn't really that comfortable with a lot of um, masculine-bodied folk because I experienced sexual violence at a very young age. Um, sorry. And so he was one of those people that that was very safe for me and that was really comfortable for me. Um, and I think that in his passing, I felt more strongly tied to a more masculine-centered part of myself. Um, like, I didn't... No one had really had to tell me that he was gone. I kind of already... Um, mm, mm. So I've just kind of been moving slowly, giving myself the love that I need, but also, like, remembering this person... Um, and I went to go visit uh, his mother, which is my great aunt, the other day. Uh, and I greased her scalp, and we talked about him and um, laughed about him. And, and she told me more about family and, and ancestors that I didn't know stories of. Um, and we talked about his afro and, you know, and all these other things that, um, that are just really beautiful, I think, to talk about when people transition. Um, but also making work around it. Um, and... I think my way of making work around these sort of things is not to push it, but to just let it flow, just to let whatever I need to flow, flow. Right. I've been doing some writing, uh, revising the play. I've been really uh, be allowing myself to be loved. I haven't really done that in a few years. I haven't really uh, been in a serious relationship in a few years, especially not with a male-bodied person. So I've been kind of allowing myself to be loved by this, uh, well, not new person, but by a person. Um, right. And I don't want to blow them up, but... Uh, yeah, and they, they are at <laughs> www. 
new no, Catherine Speaks Bay.com. <laughs> that is Bay spelled B A E Speaks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, but uh, my Uncle Malo is definitely, uh, <laughs> I feel him with me every day. Um, yeah. But as far as you can go out on this limb, can you talk even in broad strokes about some of your, you said you're merging into this new love energy and this new romantic love energy. What were some of the barriers? I know that for me, like, I don't like to share the remote control. I don't. You know, I, go to, I go to bed in a certain way. I've got my rain on the tin roof at plane. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's a well, barrier yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so I, well, okay, I don't like to call myself Holly, but I'm open um, in the way that I love. Uh, and so I have a few people that, like, I've kind of, like, been um, talking to, but it hasn't really been very uh, thick. It hasn't been like, okay, so we're actually together or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this new person, or they're not new because I've known them since kindergarten, but uh, I think, like, one of the things is, like, learning how to sleep with another person. Like, I I have not done that in a few years, right? Like, I've just had my bed to myself. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, learning how to sleep with another person is like, oh, shit, yeah, like, you're you're – you're here, so I have to guess, like, I have to make space for you and, like, share covers and things like that. Um, yeah, making space and, like, energetically and physically, right? Yeah, yeah, and, like, I am a, I'm a, I'm a pretty big uh, introvert and a little bit of a hermit, so sometimes I'm like, why are you bothering me? Like, why are you in my space? Like, why do you want to know what I'm writing? Like, excuse me, like, you know, all these things that it's like, oh, yeah, it's normal for people who care about you to, like, want to in your space right like um and like yeah energetically like really having that energy to um a lot to this other person without losing energy from my own projects because my tendency is really to like disappear for weeks and this person is not allowing me to do that yeah (laughs) i'm I'm a class five disappearer too all right yeah like oh okay i can't disappear for weeks all right cool or like um like something that they said to me the other day was just like um, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, I'm a runner. So to me, that was like, um, I believe it's skin time, and that means that it's time to go. Uh, right. so, <laughs> so, um, so I think just like learning to accept um, and breathe into rather than run away from has been something that was like really, really big the last few weeks. Learning to breathe into instead of running yeah. away from. Yeah. yeah, sometimes uh, finding the courage to stay is the work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, just like how can I, for yeah. just this moment, 
remain like nothing to push nothing to pull just kind of allow the i mean because the 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 truth is you are a very very attractive person in your energy in your in your i'm gonna put up a photo up on the on my blog (laughs) with with this airs i mean you are a beautiful brown uh goddess and so it's no secret that you would call love into yourself um it's just that when it gets to you how do you create the container to allow it and just be a recipient of all of the universe's goodness towards you. Yeah. Yeah, and this um, particular person I've been running from for a long time. Like I said, we've been well, since kindergarten, you said, I've right? Since ABCs. Since um, I've been running since kindergarten, like 95, 96. I've been running since 96, so. Um, yeah. Ain't you tired yeah, yet? No, actually. <laughs> 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 no, I'm actually not tired. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're like yeah. I got brand new shoes and I'm not scared I, to use them. I got these Nikes. Um, like you said, just do it. You know, so <laughs> I love it. What do you yeah. feel your life mission is? Oh dear God. You just asked an Aquarius Pisces that question. Do you know that? Um, I know, I know. And you're like, which one? <laughs> this, right. This seven like, years uh, back or seven years forward? I know. Right, I know. Right. Right. Um. Oh God. Well, okay, I'm going to say this. So around my apartment uh, are constant reminders. So I'm an artist. I'm a painter as well. um, And I've kind of painted a lot of things that say, what is my purpose? And I'm constantly asking myself that question. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And I think that uh, my purpose involves speaking my truth. Mm -hmm. It involves speaking to Black and Native ceremony and ritual and holding space and loving people, but also fighting. Um, I'm a fighter, and I really do believe in social justice. I really do believe um, in being a radical um, and being a radical thinker and reading and educating myself as much as I possibly can um, in bringing children into the world, however that looks. I've been really thinking about doula work lately uh, mm-hmm. and talking to people about that. Yeah, I'm, like, really, really interested in it. Um, I'm really interested in children's education and teens' education and mentorship more so than being in the classroom. I've been in the classroom for a while now. I've, I've been a teaching artist for about six years. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking at transforming that into a mentorship position for myself because I think I'm a little burnt out of the classroom, but I do still want to work with children and teens. And so I've been like, well, how can I be more of a mentor? And I think the universe kind of naturally places me in these positions to be a mentor. So that's been really cool to just kind of get my feet wet in that one and just see like what kind of mental I am really to to people of varying age groups. Right. Um, But yeah, I really think that those are the things that uh, include my purpose. I don't have a big broad, this is my purpose. Like Oprah, you know, like I don't really have that. Um, Right. And I think Oprah would tell you that like she doesn't either. Um, She just so happens to like have made billions of dollars in what she does well. But I think she's still in exploration as well. Um, So that's that's definitely helpful. Yeah. Uh, And I, yeah. But I definitely want to speak to uh, black and brown folk. Like I'm definitely uh, not easily digestible for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay with me. Um, I think in a time like, like this, um, to have a special calling towards black and brown folks is necessary. Beyond it just yeah. being something that you that you option to do, I find it 
to be quite necessary. And personally, I've made it my business to tell every black and brown person that they are beautiful. Yo, if same. If, if they're within yeah. the sound of my voice or, and if yeah. they are within earshot or, you know, in this city, if there's a moment of connection, I'm like, yeah. you are beautiful because it's important that when you dwell within a system that, that villainizes and yeah. discredits and does not find worthy a uh, a sentient being based on appearance yeah and not um, just worthy but human you know like just yeah. completely dehumanizes a whole set of people um and people and takes away their land and takes away their uh their future and their past at the same time um my yeah, Lord. that's really, really My Lord. So, and... so if you feel like that is upon you, um, I bless that um, more than anything I've blessed today because um, we as a people are worthy yeah. of that and so much more. Um, yeah. I'm going to play one of your songs for oh, the listeners. Yeah. And uh, which song should I play for them? Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! Um, uh, I think actually, I think is it's also on my podcast, but uh, it's a good song. All right, we'll be right back. The soul and the way that it grows, and I think the link is tied, and the way we fight is done. We are one. I think of time and the way it grows. The soul and the way that it grows And I think the link is tied And the way we fight is done We are one I think of time and the way it goes The soul and the way that it grows And I All right, and we're back. Okay, so we're coming down to the final stretch of this thing. And just tell me a little bit about a redemption story. Like, was there a time when you were just down and out and you felt like you weren't even going to be able to, like, make it? And and then all of a sudden, like, bam! It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like that. I mean, it could be. Your yeah, that's own. real. That's real. Um. Okay. So <laughs> I'm an Aquarius Pisces, y'all. So uh, what that means is that I'm an Aquarius with a little bit of Pisces, but I also have a Leo moon, so I'm a little, you know. Um. So I don't have many. Rede- I don't have one redemption story, but I do have many little. Uh, I do have many little moments in my life. Um. I've experienced sexual violence at a really young age, but then also it kind of continued. Um. And it's just kind of recently come to a close. Um, I've like had been in abusive relationships and abusive situations. I've been rejected from multiple grants for many, many years. So I'm consistently and constantly questioning what I do on this planet and how I do it and how I'm living. And with that, I think just comes a sense of learning who I am so that no one can say I know you. Or like if I know me, then... It really doesn't matter what you think, honestly. Um, and so I've had a lot of moments of thinking, well, maybe I should just be an actor. And then like going on tons of auditions and feeling like this isn't what I should do. Um, <laughs> and the universe kind of redirecting me like, um, boo boo, mm, let's put you over here, okay? Okay. So I've definitely had a lot of those moments. I've I'm learning how to heal myself right now from all of these uh, traumas 
be they romantic or sexual or emotional, psychological, whatever they are, um, looking for a therapist. So if y'all know any good black or brown queer therapists who are willing to work with a young black and native person out here in these streets, holler at me in Brooklyn, yes, New York. Yes, you, you, um, you can reach uh, Catherine Speaks needs a therapist dot com. Yes, yes you better crowdsource God, your me. healing on this podcast. Look, reach me, God, reach me. Um, yeah, 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 that's um, important. I co-sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, the other day, uh, I do want to tell this story because I think it is a little relevant to what I'm going through right now. The other day, I was having trouble writing this play, and I was like, you know what? This is, like, bull crap. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, well, And my mom called me, which me and my mom don't really talk that often, but she called me, and she was like, hey, uh, a few people at the church that I grew up going to, but I don't, I'm not religious anymore. I would say that I'm more spiritual, spiritually invested in my growth. Um, yes, yes. Like they're having a few, uh, this gathering for like people that got this specific award and I happened to get that award and they were wondering if I would come and speak to the young people. And I'm not a speaker. I don't prefer to like give speeches. Uh, and I'm still, I'm still kind I call, of figuring I out if I want to do that, it. But okay, sure. You're not a speaker. Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I really want to do it. Uh, That's because, it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Okay. I know what I would say to them and what I would say would not exactly revolve around church. Right. Um, mm. I mean, sure. It would have elements of that in it because I am a person that believes in the general good of people and humanity, but I'm also like, not going to say stick in church um, right, and don't right. have sex and like, you know, and like beaches out, you know, like self-flagellate. Like these are things that the church still preaches that I'm not going to teach right, um, right, right. that come from, you know, white westernized way of being. Uh, Speak. So, so I, it really made me think about, oh, what am I really here for? And what, like, what did my name, they were talking about successful people in the arts. And I was like, baby, I do not have a paycheck for my arts jobs currently. Like, uh, well, actually, that's a lie. I totally do. But I'm just like, um, who is successful and how did we term that? Because I don't believe myself to be that yet. So I was like, uh, are they sure they want me to speak? Like, uh, are they sure they don't want me to speak? Um, but that, like, kind of made me realize, oh, like, I am – I do still have work to do, even though I'm only 26. Like, you know, like, I, I, I can have little moments of congratulation along the way for right. getting where I want to be. Right. You can you can so, give yourself the gifts of saying I'm accomplished in this segment of my journey. Yes. And I have survived all of these things that tried to kill me. So say that one more time. I have survived all the things that have tried to kill me. Right. I think for a lot of our listeners, they can also say I have survived a lot of the things. Well, no, not just a lot. All of the things. That <laughs> all of them. You. If you're currently sitting here, you have survived all of them. All yeah. of them. And that's really, really good. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of fill in the blanks, um, but I want to thank you for surviving. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for thriving. And I want to thank you so, so very much for being on this podcast today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I've, it's been wonderful. It's such a gift. Such a gift to have you. Um, okay. So fill in the blanks. Actually, before yeah. you fill in the blanks, um, okay. Remind the listeners one more time where they can find your work. Yes. Uh, well, you can find me. You can follow me on Instagram at talk2, the number two, the cat with a C. Uh, you can find my blog at insearchofmyowngardens.com. And you can find the podcast 
at In Search of My Own Garden, sorry, soundcloud.com slash gardens slash podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, fill in the blank. Love is blank. Oh, love is everything. Joy is blank. Joy is a child's laughter. I heard it wash over you before you even answered. (laughs) I have baby fever right now. I don't want a baby, but I just really love babies right now. So the other day I heard a baby's laughter and it just got me. Keep that on that side of the line, but I, I, but I appreciate it for you. <laughs> That's I don't awesome. want one. I just like them. That's all. That's great. So a baby's laughter brings you joy. And then freedom is? Freedom is reclamation of my ancestors. Now, look, I can't end the podcast. With, like, what, 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 is that, what, what does that mean? What, is, what are you saying? Double rainbow. What does it mean? Reclamation of your ancestors oh, in what way? Yes. Um, it means uh, understanding where I'm from and understanding where I'm going and continuing to commune with my ancestors daily. Wow. Well, well, I know however you commune and however you seek, you are definitely going to find Catherine Speaks. And I thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Love you too. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast.